As the great man Chance the Rapper once said, we back. Welcome to the long-awaited return episode, season two episode, season premiere. What are we, what are we calling this? We're calling this a season premiere, boss. All right. Season premiere of Rail Results. Uh, we are back. Uh, with co-host, uh, Joe Aiello. Still Maddie Butler. And we are actually recording in person together. We'll explain why in a little bit. P- pandemic be damned. Uh, but that's kind of like the quick updates. Um, how, how have you been? How, 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 are, how are things, uh, co-host? Uh, things, um, <laughs> things are good. Things are very uh, sanitized and masked and distanced. Um, but so far, as long as, you know, everybody in my family is participating in the ways that we're supposed to, we've been okay. Um, how about your people? How are you doing? Everyone's good. Yeah, no, that's, it's, uh, that's the important thing is knowing that everyone is wearing masks, sanitizing, washing your hands, keep, keeping your distance as much as you can. I think that's the, the important lesson uh, for anything. Um, just sort of as, as a life update. Um, but other than our life updates, um, we have been kind of keeping busy with work over the oh, last yeah. few months since we last spoke. I know that we did promise uh, a Zoom happy hour at one point. We kind of, that fell through. Um, I'm sure a lot of us have been Zoom fatigued. Yeah, I think it's like as long as you spend your Zoom time constructively, it's worthwhile. I've definitely learned that one. But things can strategically be communicated uh, through written letter or email uh, or tweet versus what is actually, you know, worth a call and making sure we respect everyone's time. Um, You know, that's been a huge focus, too. We've been working on this webinar series, which we kind of left off at the end of season one talking about this a little bit like how do you advocate in online spaces and one of the things we promised y'all is that we would throw our consciousness into the forefront of figuring out what that even means (laughs) and one of the things we have created is our webinar series through the rail passengers association uh so if you go to railpassengers.org slash webinars you'll be able to see our previous national and regional briefings Um, And then we have a really cool highlight coming up on uh, the Daily Sunset campaign and just sort of what the state of the sunset is right now. Um, You know, as you look at the threats uh, to service coming this fall, it's extra important that we look at routes that have already been limited. So that's going to be our next webinar. Um, And before that, we really were digging into, uh, you know, the Invest in America Act. Um, Answering Q&A on that uh, was our last webinar. Uh, I think we had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. And actually, the this webinar series, so uh, those out there who have been listening since the beginning, remember the southern trip that uh, Maddie and I took uh, through Memphis, New Orleans, Mobile, that all that, that, that great trip we took, and the, that two-hour uh, podcast uh, recap that we did. <laughs> People were like, oof. Um, but this webinar series was kind of born out of, as we talked to the, the lad, last podcast, like, how do you maintain advocacy front um, in the midst of, of, of pandemic? And a lot of our work kind of like bore out of the webinar work bore out of like the trip that we actually couldn't take because we were supposed to be in Denver yeah. um, uh, in April before going to DC. And actually we ended up having a front range webinar uh, about, you know, which went great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we, we had Randy as a terrific guest, terrific speaker. Um, you know, Front Range is one of those two where I feel like we got a lot of emails from people that are just like, "Well, how the hell doesn't this exist already?" Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's one of those. There's there's certain routes out there. You know, the the Charlotte Atlanta area, the, the, mm-hmm. the different corridors. But like, uh, absolutely, just just 
what is it? I twenty five. Yeah. So just just following that up and down. Mm-hmm. There's it's what ninety percent of Colorado's population live in like those like th- those counties. There's oh, a lot oh. of people out there. Yeah. So that's so we've been keeping busy with that. Uh, as Maddie mentioned, you know we're doing a, a daily sunset um, webinar next uh, coming up at April nineteenth. Uh, sorry, August nineteenth, and um, that's sort of bore out of the idea that. And we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit why we're actually like why I'm in California, um, that all the hoopla over making sure we protect daily service throughout the national network, um, we have to also remember that there are certain routes that we actually have to bring back yep. daily service. Yep. Uh, so the the, um, the daily sunset uh, between New Orleans and LA right. being uh, being a key part. And uh, we need to stay active on all of those fronts too. You know, it's not enough to just push for the most popular routes. We need to push for all of the routes. I mean, the incentivization of creating daily sunset service is so obvious to anyone who's taken it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many small towns throughout, you know, Texas and Arizona and California that totally deserve the kind of um, recognition and return on investment that comes from daily service. And they've already built the stations. They've already invested their time in it. So, um, you know, it's definitely something that we need to push and we need to, to push actively. Um, it would do a lot, too, I think, just considering how... Um, Cases of spread through the Southwest is a safe means of travel through those areas, too. Um, you know, the, a lot of things are restricted through Arizona, but it's one of the uh, methods of travel where the air circulates much, much faster than other modes of travel through the state. Yeah, and, and um, you mentioned those cities that have actually already built stations that are just mm-hmm. waiting. Well, actually, I mean, so they already have, it might not be daily, but they, they, they do have service, so the, a lot of those stations are covered, but yeah. we want to make sure... And this kind of reminds me of the three times a week isn't like service. No, that's that that's yeah. not actual service. No, yeah. that, 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 that's a, every once in a while. Yeah, kind it's of not thing. enough to pay the bills. But it all it does re, kind of remind me um, how many of these town cities and towns are so ready. It's like our mm-hmm. experience uh, in Biloxi. Oh yeah, uh, where like I think there's a lot of small the, towns that are they're ready and they yeah, want this they, kind they, of thing. Yeah, they 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 got the station, they're ready to go, mm-hmm. they got the upgrades. They're just they they want daily passenger rail service. Yeah. Um, but so we've been busy on, on the webinar front, on the Invest in America Act front. Uh, oh, we we've, yeah. we've been uh, our jobs with the association. We've been doing a lot of push with um, ever since May, since the original letter uh, from CEO Flynn came out saying that they were actually Amtrak's going to have to cut uh, daily service across the board uh, and also furlough their employees. We we've been on that since the day after that letter came out, oh, yeah. and our. I think our voter voice campaign, the last count was we were well over 82 or 8,300 emails sent to nearly every single yeah. DC office. Uh, I know it was... When we count everything all together, the you know, the tweets, the handwritten letters, the email, I mean, easily 10,000 people contributed oh, yeah. no, there's, to this. There, it was there, beautiful. There's been a lot of so- social media push where people are saying like, so we, we didn't take part of your campaign, but we wrote our own letter to be able mm-hmm. a relationship, whatever it is. And it's cool. They wanted us to know too. Yeah. Like, hey, we're all on the same team. And that kind of camaraderie um, at a federal level is just like so important. Yeah. Yeah. The, whether whether it was uh, documented through our uh, our system or not, yeah, I, I would imagine we've had well over 10,000 e- emails mm-hmm. Letters, tweets, phone calls made mm-hmm. um, to protect uh, Amtrak daily service to uh, to protect uh, these jobs and these um, jobs. yeah um, and you've been uh, busy a little bit uh, yeah. you, you, you kind of had your hands full with a, a little bit of news, newsletter campaign yeah yeah one of the um, 
provisions in Investment in America Act is related to food service and so uh, food service on board. And so I have been tightly following this issue. Um, I wrote a pretty lengthy <laughs> piece for the RPA newsletter this month, uh, which I'll also be turning into a blog later. But it just kind of details, you know, like here's the state of where we're at and the things that are possible, the things that can be changed. And I think, you know, if if the provisions for food and beverage service stay through and, you know, what we saw from um, language from our team, language from Representative Cohen, language from a number of passenger advocate groups all over the country, um, it's an issue that if this could be like a one good thing this year, that would be really cool. Like I would totally take it as my one good thing to happen this yeah, year. Yeah, and I, I think even edited down, it was uh, it's a four or five page oh, yeah. uh, newsletter. Uh, uh, yeah. st- st- it's 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 one of our f- it's probably our first ever like long form. If you want to like a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of online magazines do these long form articles, it's probably our, our, our the first one we've done for the newsletter. Uh, Wouldn't be a concept piece if it wasn't coming off of my desk. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so look for look, look for at uh, any of our members who get the newsletter. You'll get the digital version, uh, and I'll be on blog, which we'll post through Rail Results and and, and, all, and all our places, mm-hmm. so you can read uh, Manny's uh, Maddie's um, uh, food service piece. Sorry, I lost my train of thoughts. Well, I think at that point, we might as well just ask the question, which I'm sure is not everyone's mind. What the hell are you doing in California, Joe? <laughs> so uh, while we are giving our update, what, we, we, what we've been busy for, um, as we said, you know, Amtrak is starting October 1st. It's starting to cut uh, daily service to three times a week mm-hmm. on, I think, all but the auto train. Uh, and there's only so much you can do from your home office as advocates pandemic be damned you gotta mask up wash your hands and 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 show the passengers show your people show those out there that are listening to us um what's really out there mm-hmm. you know amtrak safety measures the fact that there's people still using the train even at 50 percent capacity th- these trains are selling out there's people, people that pe- need it people need it people yeah. want to move people got to go places uh, essential mm-hmm. or not um, they, we're all, we're all kind of closed up, you know, you know, in our, in our homes, we, we mm-hmm. need to see some fresh air, um, completely understandable, but there still is work to be done. So yeah. I am in California, uh, the last week to start an advocacy tour for the next two weeks. Um, and, uh, Maddie and I are going to actually later today, tonight, uh, hit the, uh, the coastal starlights yeah. to go up to Seattle. And then I'll uh, be in Seattle for a couple of days, meeting with some of our members and some of our friends, uh, distance, you know, picnic in the park, fresh air type of thing. And then we are going to head over to uh, Whitefish, Montana and Essex, Montana mm-hmm. on the Builder mm-hmm. before uh, ending the trip for a couple of days in Minneapolis to go talk yeah. to, to more friends and more, more colleagues. Yeah. So the um, All Aboard chapter in Washington and in Maine are really really cool people who are just doing their best like the rest of us to keep their orgs intact yeah um you know and i I think what we kind of talked about was well let's look at 3x service let's contrast the the state of transit in a couple of these towns like you know oakland and seattle and many and so i think um you know what we were seeing between like what we've done this week in the bay and what we'll see at some of these rural stations will give us a really good blueprint for how to be good advocates through the rest of the year i kind of want to touch base and just actually you know boots on the ground see like 
how is it for these different stations? What is it like, depending on whether you're in a more urban or more rural setting or a staffed or unstaffed station, you know? So I think it's going to, um, I hope it's, it's eye-opening. I hope that we learn not just, like, the conditions, but, like, can categorize, like, what can we help to immediately repair? What can we help to change? What communities are, you know, some are doing better, some aren't. So just kind of touch base and see where everybody's at. Yeah, like I said, we, um, the, you know, the differences between what we've seen in the Bay and what we're going to see, like, you know, the difference between, so actually this week while we were uh, in the Bay Area, we were able to check out the new, uh, there's a brand new, two brand new power stations mm-hmm. uh, on the, I guess, the, the southern end of the, yeah, southeast, east, end of the, of, of the east Bay. Yeah. Uh, and Scott, we did an entire loop. We did BART to uh, VTA light rail to Caltran. We did, we did a loop around the entire Bay. Um, BART and Caltrans. Uh, VTA even actually VTA was even the more strict. I, I think that had the strictest sign. It was basically no mask, no ride. Yeah, very in your face about it. But but Bart and Caltrans, everywhere you go, everything is well labeled, well clean. Oh yeah, um, we had sanitizer, we had signage, we had clean platforms, and there were a couple of Bart officers we saw, but they were like all masked up. Everybody was you know in a good mood, working together to make the best of the situation. Yeah. The cars themselves, though, super clean, which I appreciate. You know, I, I keep hearing the joke, like, this is the cleanest that my metro has ever been in, like, the different cities. But, like... Even the older Barts. Uh, the went, old Bart we, and the new Bart. We, yeah. I, was, I finally got to see a new boy, right. uh, which was in very exciting. Uh, but even even the uh, the Bart old boys, yeah. uh, super clean. Uh, well, I, I, unfortunately, I think the one downfall to all this is no one's using it. Uh, a, right. a, lot of, a lot of cases, we were actually the only two people in the car. Yeah, um, yeah, we saw people on platform, and it's not like any train was, like, completely empty. I, I keep seeing these kind of, like, sensationalizations of what's going, you know, they're like, it's running end to end with no one. I'm like, no, we're all just really spaced out. They're yeah. like, we're all on board. Yeah. So, you know, and um, uh, BART has a tool online where you can track your cars, too, and see kind of, like, what the average ridership is like per car, per station, Um you know, for people who are trying to, like, decide, is it time to dip my toe back in? Like, do I need to go anywhere, or should I just stay Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen similar, and uh, I, I want to say D.C. Metro, and uh, I know Long Island Rail is doing something similar. Mm-hmm. Actually, Long Island Rail, I read an article, uh, they're actually doing where they, they, they installed, like, pressure plates into the floors, or in, 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 into the, the shocks. Mm-hmm. So, actually, they can tell how many people are actually on a car. So yeah. they can they, they can spread people out, which is actually kind of cool. That's cool. But also, while we're here, uh, we got to kind of see the inner workings of the future of, of transit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we actually got to go t- uh, take a tour of the brand new Salesforce, Salesforce Center, uh, Transit Center, uh, downtown um, San Francisco. And we got to take a tour of about four-ish floors, four stories uh, underground and to see where the the soon-to-be tracks will be for mm-hmm. uh, for Caltrain, for California High-Speed Rail. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's something along the lines of between buses and trains, there's going to be 11, 11. Separate, separate agencies yeah. all under one roof. Yeah. True, true future is now oh, yeah. uh, multimodal uh, happening right in the heart of, of San Francisco. Um, which was very, very cool yeah. uh, to, to see because I know Caltrain's is having, having their issues at the moment. Uh, California High Speed Rail is, you know, controversial to say the least, but they're still plugging along uh, with the electrification and, 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 and future build-outs. Yeah. But it was kind of cool to kind of literally at the ground floor of, of yeah. what's going to be the uh, the northern terminus uh, for the city. I mean, I think it's, uh, one, not 
like any transit center in the United States. It's very much its own thing aesthetically with how it works within um, San Francisco, but also getting to the East Bay, getting to the peninsula, like, you know, how you move in and out of the station and cooperate with it as part of your community, I thought was really interesting. Um, so, you know, like the buses are elevated that come in from the East Bay. They come straight off the bridge. They have their own dedicated lane into the transit center. And yeah, they're actually well. up on the, th the third, the third right, floor. Right, yeah, so, yeah. It, you know, and taking that obstruction out, like... East Bay traffic is such a problem here, too. And so, like, just taking the bus element out of that, too, it changes what people that have to drive experience. It changes what people that commute by rail or by bus experience. And so I thought it was just, like, a really cool way of doing it. Um, and then the park on the top floor, too. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. It Huge actually reminds me. trail, gardens. They said there were um, over 80 different species that kind of highlight the microclimate and biodiversity that's sustainable in the Bay, which was just, I mean, beautiful. You'd never expect to, like, go on a botanical garden tour in the middle of trying to change buses, you know? Yeah, no, it's it, so dope. It, it definitely reminded me a lot of uh, the images and what you see of the High Line in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, they, well, they, they, they took that old transit line and turn it into a park and this is a rooftop park on top of a, of, of yeah. work, uh, an existing working uh, transit and actually just the the connections into mm -hmm. all the other buildings all it's well and just I mean the aspects of it that are like a public private partnership in ways that like you don't always see and for me it's kind of like a totally new way to take in how um you know, like the, the retail elements work and the pedestrian elements work. And so it, it, it was just like a lot to take in. But it was really cool to see that that's the kind of future that we could have as long as everybody's just really cool for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. That's uh, especially <laughs> something you're, you're going to have, like, you know, Caltrans, uh, uh, Amtrak, Greyhound, um, uh, Golden Gate transit only mm -hmm. 11 11 AC, agencies yeah, yeah all, all under one roof it's it's, it's pretty phenomenal so mm -hmm. kind of shows you how we're you know while we're still fighting for the present and, and fighting for amtrak and then fighting for what's good and what's now um keeping an eye towards the future uh, of, of mm -hmm. what's going to happen and, uh especially in this states but yeah. how how other states and other areas can actually look at what going on here and take that example well, um one yeah day. and i mean i think you can get you know things like texas central and california high-speed rail i think those um the bigger states kind of have an obligation to set the pace there and you know bring everybody a good example of like how these things can be done and it's up to, up to us to advocate for that to come into fruition as a good example yeah absolutely and i'm looking forward to when things are a little less um Virusy out in the world where yeah. we can actually where we can actually go and, and, and tour the um, some of the construction uh, before it's yeah. all said and done uh, for high speed. Um, but that said, so that's actually just kind of a quick update of how we started off the trip. Mm -hmm. um, as as I said, you know our our next stop is Seattle, Washington. Uh, hopping on some light rail, some heavy rail up there, talking mm -hmm. to some advocates, uh, and uh, and then on to uh, Montana. Um, one of the things you mentioned on the Daily Sunset really quick uh, mm -hmm. is how these small towns are, are really are, are going to rely on daily service. Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons why we're stopping in Essex, Montana, is uh, the Isaac Walton Hotel is there. Right. And it's like 30 some odd percent of, of their clients or their guests all come off, yes. off the Empire Builder. Yes. What happens if they lose uh, daily service? Right. Um, especially coming into the holidays, uh, right. the, 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 the colder weather, the, the ski weather. So we're going to uh, to make sure that we're fighting for them, fighting mm -hmm. for those places, uh, not 
not just high speed rail, but also for uh, for you know oh, what we have today, yeah, Everything. the future and the present. Everything, right, right, because what we can't just prop up one part of it. We have to try to create better solutions for everybody proportionally yep. as needed. Yep. It's, yeah. it's, it's 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 the true national network. It's not national network just mm -hmm. for Amtrak. It's national network for all commuters, everyone who takes rail all across the board. Right. That's what the true national network vision um, should be: high speed, low speed, everything in between. Oh my God, Joe, are you proposing a connected America? I'm proposing a connected America. Wilds. I do believe so. Wilds. So I think that's pretty much where we're at for right now. Um, you know, we'll we'll come back uh, with some updates from the trip while we're on the trip. Uh, maybe see if we can find some on-the-road interviews or, you know, just flag people down, ask them what their experience has been like. I'll tape the microphone to a six-foot-long pole and stick it way out there and see who responds. A, a, a lot of metal straws. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so th this is a, a, a quick update from us that we're, we're we got the, we're getting the, the gang back together. Uh, figured so you guys still remember what our voices sounded like. Um, Thanks for waiting it out with us. You know, I think we just kind of hit the point where it was like, well, we could just say stuff to say stuff, or we yeah, could wait and, until we had something that like our friends actually want to hear. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> like and I'm not gonna bullshit you guys. For we 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 will fully admit we did some uh, some false starts starts and stops uh, along the way. We actually had you know sat down try to do some podcast editing this and that. It's like, like what are we gonna say? And, and it never really sounded yeah. right. So we actually had something to to bring you guys because. Yeah. And we're all in the same boat together. And, and uh, me personally, I hope you, all our listeners out there, are, are, are doing healthy, are doing yes, well. Please wear your masks. Please be safe, y'all. Take care of your immunocompromised friends. If you're in a position to, like, help people out, please help people out. If you need to stay home, stay home. And we'll we'll be out there fighting for you. And make sure that when it is safe for you, that it actually is safe for you. Yeah. And uh, I, I know for a fact that we have a couple of listeners who are, you know, doing essential jobs, who are bus drivers out mm -hmm. there and, 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 and working uh, to get people safe and i have a close friend of mine who is a, a post a, he's a mail carrier um actually listens to the podcast as he as he's on his route so jay hello Hi, jay. uh but making sure everyone's you know doing your thing staying safe yes. mask up wash your hands and um we will talk to you again from the road uh probably uh, either montana or uh, uh towards the end of minnesota we'll probably yeah. do some recording yeah once we get some internet we'll get them an update <laughs> yeah so um thanks for listening guys uh remember you can find us everywhere uh at Real results uh our website uh, on twitter on, on facebook um everywhere podcasts are sold uh, i think we're still at our, our, our nine or nine or ten different uh, outlets so um yeah for uh for joe aiello maddie butler um stay safe stay healthy everybody and we'll talk to you soon see you guys soon